This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. Hello, hello, hello. Today is Tuesday, November 7th, 2023, episode number 449. Please remember to like, share, subscribe, and hit the notification button so you know when we go live. You're in the litter box with just Jules Jones today, just so everybody knows. I'm going to be solo on the show today which will give you an idea of what my Saturday shows are like on a political rendezvous. So you'll get an idea of what we do on Saturdays with the Littermates and Gems in case you need an extra day of politics. Oh gosh, I know, it's kind of scary, isn't it? Six days a week. Actually, this week it's going to be seven days a week for me because we're doing turd stock as well on this channel. So it's just nonstop. (laughs) It's something every single minute. So I would ask you to go ahead and follow both channels, both in the litter box. And also, this is my channel, Jules Jones Live. And so if you wouldn't mind doing that, that would be awesome. I would really, really appreciate it. And he's getting ready for for turd fest, I mean, turd stock. So that's exactly what he's doing. He's busy today. He's trying to get everything going and together so that we have a successful day on Sunday and so he's got a lot of things going on but there's plenty for us to discuss no doubt about it in fact today is the day if you have got if you have not get out there and vote in these states all right Kentucky Mississippi New Jersey New York Ohio Pennsylvania and Virginia today is the day it is a very critical election you got to get out there as DC Drano and the persistence one of my faves Scott Pressler is encouraging everyone to bring friends call them if they're not even if you know that they're you know if it's their day to vote 
get them on the phone, say, hey, you guys, just want to remind you, I've got a lot of friends. I'm originally from Mississippi who I have been calling all day saying, you're out there voting, right? In fact, Fleet Admiral James is one of them. He got out there and voted and just so proud of all of you. This is going to be some really tough elections. In fact, there's already been some reports about some things that are a little sinister going on at the voting booth. So be on the lookout, be aware of what's going on, but we can do this. We can do this together. So make sure if you have got friends, again, Kentucky, Mississippi, New Jersey, New York, Ohio, Pennsylvania, and Virginia, today is the day. You got to get out there, take friends to the polls if you possibly can. Here's a little bit on these sinister somethings that may be a happening over there. You've got voting machines have been shut down in several Pennsylvania districts due to votes getting flipped. Doesn't matter. Don't let that deter you. They will tell you where else you can go. But get there and vote if you can and get everybody that you know out there to vote. We have got so much riding on these elections. So without further ado, there is a lot happening in the news today and we're going to go as quickly as possible. Again, today is our extended show on locals. If you are not a part of that, I would really recommend you be because we do an extra half hour every single Tuesday and would love to have you join us. It's a wonderful situation over there. We get it's a little bit more intimate. We get to have a little, you know, kickback time and relax and get to know each other. And a lot more is covered at the after party. So we've got some breaking news as well. Now, a lot of people are pointing to some false flags, especially with what all is happening right now. You've got reports of a man with a gun, an AR-15, of course, no less, outside the U.S. Capitol, who is now in custody. Now, this is according to Bloomberg. A lot of people are saying, "Mm mm-hmm, another day in paradise here, another PSYOP, possibly, especially with elections right around the corner, especially with the gun grabs right around the corner. This whole thing has been just one thing after another. And the more you learned, the more interesting it gets. Because when you start looking at how the Democrats and how, what their response has been in the Middle East. I mean, seriously, how a lot of these weapons are ending up on the black market and everything else. The fact that you have got a report here that there is a claim that Biden refused to sell weapons to Israel unless promised guns would not be given to civilians basically sums up everything you need to know. So the Biden administration reportedly would not sell weapons to Israel unless the country guaranteed that guns would not be given to civilians. Okay, they're the ones, hello, that need it the most. So as you watched the parachuters that came in and out of the sky, out of the blue, with no warning, you had them come in and take the women away and of course do horrible things to them. Most of them were paraded around. They had been raped and everything else. You had children that had been beheaded. You had these terrorists that were going door to door. And what does the Biden regime say? Oh, no, don't give it to the civilians. Are, are you serious right now? No, this is not an administration that I am going to ever support again. This is why we have our Second Amendment rights to protect ourselves and our families. This bozo, the clown, will not be reelected under any of our watches. And that's why today's show, we named it No Path. 
for Biden because there really isn't. You have got all kinds of people that are saying, hey, 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 anybody paying attention over here? This guy is losing by a landslide to President Trump. And it's just getting worse by the day. And we're loving it because you know what? This is going to be a historical victory as long as we make sure that we get everybody to turn out and vote. Make sure that you've got your friends, loved ones talking about what a disaster this resident has been because he has i mean open borders just today there's a report out here you go you've got 1500 illegal aliens this morning that alone they crossed into the u.s through arizona i kid you not i mean you've got people out there covering this stuff now you don't see the borders are kamala harris out there or anybody else that should be out there but on monday morning alone 1500 illegal aliens crossed the u.s through the san miguel gate this happened in arizona in regards to the number of crossings berkwam said this was after hours of them being picked up and shipped into tucson after a week of over 14,000 illegal entries in the Tucson sector. This is incredible. And yet, if you were to talk to any of the Biden administration officials, they would say, "Mm, our border is closed. It's closed. Oh, really? Have you looked at the numbers? We have over 7 million people that are in our country that we can actually account for with that number that shouldn't be here. That does not count the ones that slipped through the border that they don't know anything about. And who are these people? Oh, they don't know. Oh, they, they definitely don't know. But what are they doing for them? They're providing them legal assistance with your taxpayer money. They are providing them a place to stay, a roof over their head, and three square meals a day. Most of the time, a lot of these, I live in Los Angeles, California. And yes, we're going to get into that horrible story as well today. Horrible things are happening here. But what, as a result of when you go and get a driver's license, what happens? Even if you're an illegal alien or if you come from another country or what have you, they automatically enroll you in their voter rolls. That is a huge problem in California. Remember, California used to be completely a red state. A lot of people argue that it still is. But you've got all of this cheating that's going on. These voter rolls are dirty to the core, and they've been using it to their advantage. Not to mention the fact that they can continue to vote and vote and vote and count and count and count until they get their desired results. You've seen that in Orange County. We had four of those counties that kept voting, I mean, kept counting until they got their desired results. It's not going to change anytime soon. So this is what's happening in this country because, hey, you know what? We have got an election, or so we think, approaching. Now, interestingly enough, speaking of elections, you've got Zelensky, who is canceling the next election because, hey, he's all about democracy, right? What a joke. All right, so you've got the Ukrainian president, Vladimir Zelensky, who is up for re-election in the spring, and he announced on Monday that he has suspended his country's 2024 election. A lot of people are very afraid that they're going to try to do the exact same thing here. So Zelensky said in a speech to his country's citizens that due to its ongoing war against Russia, it is not the right time for elections. While he had previously not ruled out the possibility of an election in March, You had The Hill who was reporting that. Monday, he called Ukrainian citizens to support him in this effort. Give me a break. 
Oh, my goodness. The writing's on the wall for him, too. He's so desperate, in fact, and he knows the writing's on the wall and that this administration is on its way down the road. That What does he do? He invited President Trump to join him in Ukraine. Oh, really? Because guess what? President Trump, in my opinion, never stopped being president, and the whole world knows it. There is no way that this buffoon had 81 million votes. Sorry, not buying it. Didn't buy it then, not buying it now. And they are going to try this time around whatever they can to make sure that they keep him in that position or someone else. And it looks like they're looking at Michelle Obama or Newscom. Okay, so Newscom, just a little heads up. I live in California. He is the worst. You don't want Newscom. So go ahead and start letting people know all about what he has done to California. Remember, my state was one of the first ones that they locked down. And you couldn't go anywhere. You want to talk about masks. You want to talk about forced vaccinations and everything else. This clown actually had the audacity to pour sand in skateboarding parks. All right. Wrap swings around the playground, just around the swing set, so that people couldn't even go outside and play. But yet... We had all of our pot shops open. We had all of our liquor stores open and everything else. You just couldn't participate in, the, in society unless you were one of those essential workers, which is what they deem to be essential. Anyway, this is scary stuff, but they are desperate because the deep state is being absolutely exposed. So speaking of exposed, you've got a new story here. This is a huge one. Get this. All right. This one is out from Blaze Media. U.S. representative releases January 6th video images of Capitol Police officer who Blaze News writer says appears to have lied in court. This is a huge story. They've been referring to this, but they've got date stamps proving that these officers lied, okay? They are part of the problem. So you've got U.S. Representative Barry Loudermilk of, he's a Republican, Georgia. He released a video image from January 6, 2021, showing the movements of Capitol Police officer who Blaze News investigative journalist Steve Baker says appears to have given false testimony regarding his whereabouts that day during a key encounter with members of the Oath Keepers. This is quite a thread, and you absolutely want to check this thing out. So Loudermilk, he's the chairman of the Committee on House Administration Subcommittee on Oversight, said in a statement to Baker that he released the still frames from closed-circuit TV video with timestamps. This is of the U.S. Capitol Special Agent David Lazarus because an allegation of a Capitol Police officer lying under oath is a very serious and must be extremely, absolutely, and fully investigated We've all talked about the Fed surrection. We've all seen how they have been lying to us. They've refused to release the video footage and everything else. Well, from what I'm hearing, the Blaze is going to have access to all of that information, all of that video footage they are going to get, and rightfully so. It's about time. It's way too late. You've got people that have been denied their civil liberties that have been sitting up there for years now as a result of all of this chaos. And so apparently the new speaker is absolutely talking about releasing this footage. He's going to do it. I know we're all tired of talking, 
but is going to do it and I cannot wait. It is time for there to be some accountability. In fact, here it is. Candy Graham was sweet enough to toss this one over to me this morning. Breaking U.S. Representative Speaker of the House Mike Johnson is releasing all 40,000 hours of January 6, 2021 CCTV footage to an unbiased news organization called The Blaze. So I think he is hearing your calls to go ahead and release that footage. The American people have been waiting long enough. That is our footage. We own that. And this whole narrative that MAGA and, you know, America First individuals that appeared at the Capitol that that day in protest of what was going on, that is absolutely their First Amendment right. And now they are targeting people that were outside of the Capitol, okay? They've doubled down. They want to continue with this false narrative up until the upcoming election in order to sway votes and to change minds to believing that MAGA is bad. The more we find out about what happened on January 6th, the worse it gets. Now, this story right here that I'm talking about is huge because you've got Baker's October. This is the background. October 4th, the investigative story for the Blaze News, it was based on his exhaustive examination of January 6th CCTV video to which he was given access. In that story, Baker noticed noted that January 6th protesters, in their attempt to prove Oath Keepers were guilty of trying to overthrow the U.S. government, said members of the group were involved in a contentious interaction with law enforcement at the top of the stairs next to the Capitol Rotunda, which also is known as the small or mini rotunda or the Speaker's lobby. However, Baker said no video evidence from Capitol CCTV cameras was presented to the jury, despite the existence of at least 1,700 cameras in and around the building and the grounds and 41,000 hours of footage. Kind of sounds like Epstein's jail cell, doesn't it? Right? Nobody can find it. Mm -hmm. So then you've got, in fact, you have Baker, who said much of the video footage has been kept from the public defenders as well as the public. So Baker said that prosecutors instead relied on the accounts of two law enforcement officials. One of them, Baker said, is Lazarus. And this is a member of the security detail for the then House Speaker, Nancy Piglosi, as I like to call her. Baker said Lazarus testified that he passed USCP officer Harry Dunn engaging with four Oath Keepers three or four times is the quote while he was evaluating Piglosi staffers trapped in a locked office in her chambers. However, Baker said Lazarus could not have witnessed the interaction because Lazarus was in another Senate office building across the street from Constitution Avenue at the time the encounter began between Dunn and the Oath Keepers. Baker noticed noted that his Blaze Media investigation tracked Lazarus while he was escorting senators and staff on Capitol CCTV cameras. So here is one of the timestamps that you have Lazarus images that Loudermilk released to Blaze News. This happened at 2:37 and 16 seconds p.m. on 16/2021. Here is the picture right here. 
Baker broke down the details in an X-thread and included other released video images of Lazarus as well. Lazarus can be moving away from the Capitol building through a lower tunnel at 2.37.59 seconds p.m. Here he is, and here is the clock right there. And you've got the timestamp right under it. Lazarus continues moving towards the Senate office buildings at 2.41 and 49 seconds p.m. Here he is here. Got a nice little picture of him. No wonder they didn't want this footage released and still don't. During Lazarius's October 31st, 2022 trial testimony, he stated that he began his return to the Capitol building after hearing shots fired over USCP radio. That occurred at 2.43 p.m. Here you've got Lazarus can be he can be seen moving back towards the Capitol at 2.45 and 4 seconds p.m. There he is, loud and clear, got the date stamp and everything else. Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers began at 2.44 p.m. and lasted roughly between 5 and 6 minutes. Here, Lazarus finally emerges from the tunnel back to the Senate side of the Capitol building at 2.48 and 8 seconds PM, Dunn falsely testified testified that Lazarus was already at the location. Here it is, timestamped, marked. You've got this one dead to rights, so everybody can see it, where he encountered the Oath Keepers before he arrived. But Lazarus can be seen at the top of the elevator leading up from the tunnel at 2.48.23 seconds PM on the Senate side of the Capitol over four minutes after Dunn encountered the Oath Keepers on the House side. Now, just so everybody knows, and just so you have an update, because we have been covering January 6th, and we know exactly that this was just complete and total setup, we lost our account on Twitch completely, forever gone. That's why, is because they said that we were aiding domestic you know, terrorists and all of these things by reporting situations like this, actual footage from people who were there. We were reporting on it. We actually reported that day when it was all going down. We watched it. We knew it was happening. And we have never, ever stepped away from what we originally thought. And that was that this was nothing but a setup. We were talking about it days before that it was going to be a setup. We knew it. We watched it. We witnessed it. And then the rest is history. So here you go. You've got, this is the Oath Keepers before he arrived. And here is the timestamp. You've got Dunn entered the Oath Keepers on the House side. Lazarius, he continues to move through the lower level of the Capitol of the Senate side of the building at 2.49 and 25 seconds p.m., Dunn's encounter with the Oath Keepers is almost over, but Lazarus, he testified, he saw Dunn and he had him in a conversation with the three or four times with the Oath Keepers. So here he is, time stamped, the whole thing is right here. Lazarus can be still seen on the Senate side of the building at 2.50 p.m. This is at, in 59 seconds. At or about this time, Dunn was being relieved at the top of the small rotunda stairway by two USCP CDU officers and the Oath Keepers began moving back into the rotunda. This is really big. This is why the Republicans have no choice but to release this footage. This is going to clear a whole bunch of people. At 2.52 
and seven seconds. Lazarus can be seen continuing his progression towards the house side of the Capitol. The four Oath Keepers are no longer standing in line between Dunn and the contentious protesters as they had moved into the rotunda and began heading towards the east doors. Then you have at 2.54 and 35 seconds p.m., Lazarus continues to move towards the house side of the Capitol. He is still one level down from where Dunn and the Oath Keepers encounter had already concluded minutes earlier. There he is. You've got the time stamp. At 2.56, 17 seconds, you have Lazarus, who is still one floor below and still has not arrived at the staircase, where he claimed to have seen Dunn's encounter with the four Oath Keepers. By this time, those Oath Keepers had already left the rotunda and are about to exit the east doors. All of this is here. This is why they don't want you to see the video footage. Baker then offered a final note about Lazarus with another time-stamped image of him. At 2.56 and 46 seconds p.m., Lazarus can be seen finally reaching the bottom of the staircase at the top of which he claimed to have witnessed Dunn's very antagonistic interaction with four Oath Keepers three or four times while rescuing 11 or 12 of Piglosi's staff from their offices. Here he is, all by his lonesome timestamp. Baker added the following to his ex-thread. Dunn and Lazarus contradicted each other in their respective October 31st, 2022 trial testimonies. Dunn first claimed to have seen Lazarus already at the top of that staircase when he arrived at 2.44 p.m. being hassled by protesters. By contrast, Lazarus testified that he saw Dunn already standing at the top of the staircase landing when he came up from behind him on those stairs. Both men lied in their conflict stories because Lazarus was in the Senate office building at that moment in time. It is a physical impossibility for either Dunn or Lazarus to have seen what they claimed in their testimonies in the Oath Keepers trial, and this is born out of what myself and others at the Blaze analysts saw on Capitol CCTV videos from access given to us by Representative Loudermilk. In the end, Baker noted prosecutors got their convictions of the Oath Keepers, who were soon sentenced to numerous years behind bars. Capitol Police on Monday did not immediately respond to the Blaze News request for comment regarding Loudermilk's release of video images to Blaze News showing Lazarus movements in the Capitol on January 6, 2021, as well as regarding Baker's assertions about the time-stamped images and Lazarus's testimony. This is a huge deal. It's going to break. The house of cards are going to come down, but they're going to distract you with so many other things, as you know. This is the thing. They are trying to keep this news cycle going at record speed. And that's why we're all, we all have whiplash from this whole thing because every single day it is something else. We can't even name the show because when you turn around, it's something else that is breaking in the news. So now all of a sudden you've got panic in DeSleaze. You've got top strategists who say that Biden doesn't have the numbers to win re-election. No path forward, which is what we named the show because it's absolutely true. Nobody in their right mind would would do would vote for this clown at this point. I mean, look around you. How much is it costing you to feed your families? Put gasoline in your car and everything else. He's got us in wars. Everything that they said that President Trump was going to do, Biden did. 
And they want you to forget that. They want you to forget the fact that President Trump did everything that he could to make America great again. He absolutely did. And he will do that again. And I cannot wait until he is back in the Oval Office. And we start pulling a lot of this security clearance, make sure that these people do not ever work in government again, and get prosecuted to the highest level of the law. Absolutely. Treason in most cases. But they're scared. And when they're scared, it's time to watch them. It's kind of like, you know, cornering a, a savage animal. All right, when they get scared, that's when they're dangerous. <laughs> that's absolutely when they're the most dangerous. So you've got all kinds of things in the news that will distract you from everything else. You've got Yemen's Iran-backed Houthis launch a new wave of drones against Israel. So, of course, what is obviously a highly dangerous moment where the United States has two carrier strike groups and a nuclear-powered submarine parked in regional waters, a rare buildup even during the prior global war on terror years. You've got Yemen's Iran-backed Houthis who has launched a wave of drones towards Israel. Oh, but make sure that those civilians don't have weapons so that they can protect themselves. Give me a break. This thing is just escalating like nobody's business. It's just frightening to see. So then you've got all of these stories. Now, this one happened in L.A. I promised you, so I'm going to keep my promise. This is a horrible, horrible story. And this just goes to show you the violence of what is happening out there and how we have got a banana republic, obviously. A woman was killed during the Charlottesville protest, and it was the biggest story in the news for months. And this is D.C. Drano reporting this. An elderly Jewish man was just killed by a Hamas supporter in Los Angeles after being hit over the head with a megaphone. Will the media covered, cover it equally? No, they will not. And they are not. You should see the verbiage that they are using to describe this. They are acting like it was an accident, like he had somehow done it to himself. Not even at all. Check out this video. Poor man. And you will see it all over. He was hit and he was there for the protest. Now, they're trying to spin this. They want to absolutely cover it up. We've got an update on the story. The update is that you have the Palestinian protesters. They crossed the street and provoked pro-Israeli protesters before assaulting and killing Paul Kessler. A suspect, the suspect is pictured by local news. This is a huge deal. So this happened in Ventura County. It was the scene of a deadly encounter during a tent standoff between supporters of Israel and Palestine, Palestine, which resulted in the loss of a 69-year-old man now identif identified as Paul Kessler, who was part of a pro-Israel faction. Here is a picture. The fatal assault occurred at Thousand Oaks on Sunday afternoon when the pro-Israel and pro-Palestine Hamas supporters gathered on opposite sides of Westlake Boulevard and Thousand Oaks Boulevard. According to witnesses, members from the pro-Palestinian group crossed over to the pro-Israel side and began to agitate the group. As stated by an anonymous witness, you have Kessler, who was assaulted by an individual from the counter-protesting group. Mr. Kessler was involved in a heating, heated altercation that broke out between him and a pro-Palestine Hamas protester. The protester allegedly struck Mr. Kessler in the head with a... This episode is brought to you by Shopify. 
Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. A megaphone causing him to fall to the ground with a severe head injury. This gentleman did not survive that injury. He died. It's just absolutely horrible. A woman holding a free Palestine sign provided aid to Mr. Kessler. However, minutes later, she can be seen and heard smiling and laughing in a video taken by a source at the scene. Now, this is according to a local journalist, Christina Buttons. So here is the scene. And here is what she says. She goes, um, and this she put out there on X, formerly known as Twitter, you have an anti-Israel protester appears to show concern for Paul Kessler by placing a sign she is carrying which says she is a pediatrician under his bleeding head. However, minutes later, she can be seen and heard smiling and laughing in a video taken by a source at the scene. This is horrific. Absolutely horrific. This is man's inhumanity to man. So, if you think we're, you know, making this up, you can see the scene here. Here are the pictures that have been put out there. And she has the sign that she was holding, stop bombing babies and families, a pediatrician. And you can see the blood from Mr. Kessler here. And here she is laughing it up, giggling it up. Here she is just kind of standing around, smiling like nothing happened. This is making everybody as sick as they can possibly be. It happened here in L.A. You have additional photos sent by a source. Here is more from that scene. This is horrific. Yes, it can happen here. And yes, it is happening here. So here we are. This is just before this happened. You've got the American flag. You've got the Israeli flag. So this is a horrible story. We'll continue to keep you up on it. Anti-Israel protesters resume chanting as Paul Kessler is taken away in an ambulance. As a man is being taken away on an ambulance for being knocked unconscious, this is the kind of respect these Palestinian protesters are giving. This is a source from the scene of the deadly attack. Here you go. Stop killing our children now! Stop killing our children now! This is horrible. He's being taken away on an ambulance. This is the kind of respect these Palestinian protesters are giving. They didn't even have the courtesy to stop and just respect the man respect the fact that this man had been severely injured that is his blood on the sign and what does this guy do he continues to chant i'm sorry but i i don't know where some of these people come from i really well i do i mean you know we, we don't know what is coming into this border right across the border we have got all kinds of, of you even the fbi is saying hey we've got terrorists that are coming out and they know that and expect for there to be situations here in the United States as a result of this. This is Biden. This is the Biden regime. Absolutely 100%. He owns it. It's his. And that's where we are. 
So this individual is the alleged attacker, according to the source at the scene. In the, the photo on the right, the police officer takes information and the suspect points to the megaphone that was being used to bludgeon Paul Kessler, she wrote. So this is the person that they are claiming is the one that hit him in the head with the megaphone. And you've got so many that are saying, oh, it was an accident. Yeah, that's the megaphone right there. And he is pointing to it. It was an absolute assault. Here's Mr. Kessler on the ground. You can see the images for yourself. You've got a media that is trying to cover up the story every which away, like they normally do. You've got the paramedics who rushed to help the 69-year-old Paul Kessler, who is Jewish, after being hit in the head and knocked to the ground by a counter-protester at a dueling pro-Israel and pro-Palestinian demonstration. The two sides gathered on opposite corners, and there you have it. The Sheriff's Department is holding a press conference today about the tragic incident and coinciding with Kessler's funeral. So... Here you are. Public information officer for the Ventura County Sheriff's Office. Also speaking will be Sheriff Jim Fryhoff, J-I-M-F-R-Y-H-O-F-F. And I will put this into the chat so that you all have it and you can check it out. But this is horrible. I pray for this man's family and and everybody involved that this is a horrible situation to have occurred so i am just so sorry that it happened i but expect more of it i mean this is the point you all remember black lives matter you remember exactly what happened with black lives matter it's the exact same thing they're going to spin narratives now and expect it expect it it's already here because you can see it all over social media so now you've got Jim Jordan, who is talking about what? How they are able to spin these narratives, all right. Representative Jim Jordan, bombshell report on the censorship industrial complex. Hundreds of secret reports show how DHS Gov and CISA Gov the GEC, State Department, Stanford, and others worked together to censor Americans before the 2020 election, including true information, jokes, and opinions. So this is a huge thread. Now, if you've ever seen my Saturday show, uh, Political Rendezvous, Jules Jones Live on Rumble, you will know that we have covered the Twitter threads extensively. I have read every single one of those threads. It lasted hours every single time. One would drop, we would run over there on a Saturday and cover the entire thing from beginning to end. If ever you're curious about what happened with that whole thing, the involvement of the government and the FBI and the government entities, that's the place to look because I just read it verbatim. So you've got the whole thing here. The federal government, disinformation experts at universities, big tech, and others work together through the election integrity partnerships to monitor and censor American speech. According to one EIP member, the EIP was created at the request of CISA. You've got the head of the EIP also said that EIP was created after working on some monitoring ideas with CISA. Here it is, CISA, CISA. And here is another, what looks very familiar as one of those emails that I have read countless times. So it's from Graham Brookie, AtlanticCouncil.org, Friday, July 31st, 2020. And here are all the people that are copied in this particular thread. You've got, regarding a quick question, Park Advisors, thanks. And they've redacted the name. 
and understood. Given the work DFR Lab does on geopolitics, technology, and election interference with GEC, we were just caught off guard because they asked us about it. I am not as concerned on the money or the project, but rather consolidating our approach to the GEC as we go into the season for expanded renewals on two separate multi-year agreements in the six-figure range that cover a significant amount of our work on elections and all of our work in South Africa and Latin America. On the DHS app, Fake News, and any other U.S. election-related work, it would be great to sync up as well. I know the council has a number of efforts on broad policy issues around the elections, but we just set up an election integrity partnership at the request of DHS, CISA, and are in weekly comms to debrief or on disinfo, IO, etc. Graham. There is no question this was a coordinated effort. No question at all. On July 8th, 2020 at 9.41 a.m., you've got Alex Stamos at Stan- and then somebody's name who was redacted at Stanford EDU wrote, Hey, Kate, do you have any time this afternoon to chat? We are working on some election monitoring ideas with CISA, and I would love your informa- your informal feedback before we go too far down this road. Sorry for the last-minute ask, but things that should have been assembled a year ago are coming together quickly this week. Alex, this was a complete coordination. Here's how it worked. EIP stakeholders, including the federal government, they would submit misinformation reports. EIP would analyze the report and find similar context around platforms. EIP would submit the report to big tech, often with a recommendation on how to censor. You've got at Judiciary GOP and at Weaponization obtained these non-public documents and information from Stanford only after the threat of contempt. That's what the Republicans are going to have to do, even with the Biden clan and family. They are going to have to threaten contempt and then follow through. I mean, let's see some action, Jackson. Let's go. You can read all the details of the report. They've got it here. I'll put this in here for chat for you all so that you can check it out. It's quite a long report, 104 pages, but here you have it. It's just more of the same, what we already know. So who was targeted? Mm, Imagine this, most of the people that lost their accounts. Americans of all political stripes, but especially conservatives. I was one of them. I lost my account. I was in great company with President Trump that day. I I lost mine. Just had to open up a new one. Mm, They haven't caught on to that yet. (laughs) I hope they're not listening. Of course, we're over there on Twitter running the show. But I was one of many that, that lost their accounts because of my conservative views. I was targeted early on. And Hillary Clinton and all of these other people, Politico, they hit they put out these hit pieces on the Mighty 200. They practiced on us, but no one ever thought that they would actually go after the president of the United States. They got him too, and several others as well in the process. So here's the list. At Real Donald Trump, Senator Tom Tillis, Newt Gingrich, Governor Mike Huckabee, uh, Marjorie Taylor Greene, Sean Hannity, you have Molly Hemingway, you've got Newsmax, Michelle Malkin, you have Sean M. Dave, you've got Rubin Report, Paul Sperry, Tracy Beans, Chanel Rion, you've got James O'Keefe. Oh yeah, all of those people. 
big time influencers that were trying to explain what was going on in the country at the time, what happened with the stolen election, what was going on with COVID. All of those things would cost you your account. No kidding. It, it was like nothing I've ever seen before. And all of a sudden, we were all scattered. There was no way to communicate. So what happens in Ward now that we're approaching one, thanks to Joe Biden? Well, what do they do first? They take out your communication. They knew that they had stolen the election on January 6th, and they decided to take that opportunity to create another PSYOP of it being an insurrection by domestic terrorists. Okay, these are conservatives, right, who absolutely believe in the Constitution and planned on actually exercising their freedom of speech. That's why they gathered. Well, they turned it into something a lot more sinister. What speech was targeted for censorship? True information, jokes, political opinions. Here are a few examples. So here's President Trump, at real Donald Trump. Georgia counties use same software as Michigan counties also encounter glitch. This is an article by Breitbart. What a total mess this election has been. All right, so that was an example of one. Tom Tillis says, Thank you for this historic victory, North Carolina. Looking forward to six more years of fighting for you and your family in the Senate. And there is another example. You've got Harmeet K. Dillon, who says, Polling is going smoothly in many parts of Pennsylvania, according to my colleagues, have spoken to multiple lawyers there. But Philadelphia has rampant problems. Is the, is the Democrat A.G. Shapiro who is on the ballot giving them cover. We are documenting and handling this vote. Okay, so these are just some ideas of what was censored. Here are a few more examples. Newt Gingrich, Pennsylvania Democrats, are methodically changing the rules so they can steal the election. It is amazingly open, dishonest, ruthless, and will work unless the state, especially Philadelphia, is flooded with law enforcement. That tweet was sent October 23rd, 2020. They saw the writing on the wall. Most of us did. I mean, you saw the rallies. You saw the energy. President Trump was going to win that in an absolute landslide. They knew it. He beat Hillary Clinton in a landslide. Do you really think buffoon Biden, when the economy was so strong, really had a chance against the greatest president of my lifetime? No! Absolutely not. You have Governor Mike Huckabee, who, sa who stood in the rain, he says, for an hour to early vote today. When I got home, I filled in my stack of mail-in ballots and then voted the ballots of my deceased parents and grandparents. They vote just like me. Trump 2020. I voted. So if it's just these are the kind of things that they were censoring at all cost. Who did we miss? Did you have a social media post that was targeted by the EIP? It's clear why Stanford tried to only produce these after judiciary GOP and weaponization threatened contempt. So, okay, my response to Jim Jordan would be, all right, so you got somewhere with the threat of contempt, use it or lose it. Go for it. So you've got the committee subpoena imposes legal obligations on SIO to comply and produce responsive materials. Thus, your client's refusal to produce documents responsive to the committee subpoena four weeks after the subpoena return date is highly concerning. According to the committee, ex according to the committee expects the SIO will complete its production of responsive documents in full by no later than Wednesday, June 14th, 2021 
2023 at 5 o'clock p.m. If Stanford fails to comply in full with the subpoena's demands, the committee will be forced to consider the use of one or more enforcement mechanisms. Thank you for your client's attention to this matter. What do you say? Send them all contempt notices just like this. Let them know that it's on its way because it's got to be. We have got to fix this. If they want to continue to hold the power of the hammer, then they need to go ahead and use everything at their disposal. So then you've got Representative Jim Jordan. He says, the American people deserve to know if they were targeted by their own government and so-called disinformation experts. I got news for you, Jim Jordan. We know because we were targeted. We lost our accounts. The committee is making the data from these reports publicly available. And here you've got a Google Doc spreadsheet. As always, more to come. Read our thread here and you got the judiciary address and he says to go ahead and stay tuned here is the report on the whole thing i'm going to drop it into chat so that you've got it for yourselves because i'm sure you were a victim too most likely if you're a listener of this show (laughs) you absolutely have have had a problem like this so we've got more on the manifesto my goodness has this turned into be something else and rightfully so um this story continues to evolve but what has been learned is incredible and you have got the left that is completely freaking out as a result of all of this so let's go ahead and move it on over You've got YouTube, who has removed Steven Crowder's reporting on trans Nashville school shooter manifesto, claiming violation of violent criminal organizations policy. That's what they're claiming. I kid you not. We wanted to let you know our team reviewed your content and we think it violates our violent criminal organizations policy, YouTube said. Well, it's kind of like us with Twitch. They're using the exact same language. They're trying to paint the fact that you're reporting this information as you being a terrorist. I am not kidding. I, I looked at it again today and I went, they cannot. Po- this cannot possibly be happening here in America. But it is. We are living living in some very frightful times right now. I mean, people are terrified of what's to come. So an update on this whole story, from what I'm understanding, is that there is word that the two officers are due to be fired over the release of the Nashville manifesto pages. Allegedly, the documents were sold by one of the officers. And so they are doing what they can to go ahead and rekindle this information as quickly as possible. Hey, you know what? We just want the truth. We deserve the truth. We deserve to know what happened. And I I have no question about the fact that this person was absolutely mentally deranged. We know that. Who would go after small children in a situation like this with guns at a at a Christian school? But this is the work of the media. You must understand. So here's the deal. It, it's very, I think it's great that Crowder was able to break the story. I absolutely do. Great work. It led to, you know, lots of answers. And people in that area needed those answers. And they've been holding this information so close to the vest that people have started to say, hey, you know what? We're never going to learn the truth. Well, we're learning all kinds of things. We're learning that this person was completely brainwashed by the media. I mean, w- this story is horrible, but it was left-leaning. And that's why they're covering it up. This is the work. This is what they've been doing. So there's going to be a lot more that develops as a result. I'm just glad the story's out there, as I'm sure you all are as well. 
I mean, this is a a real sick situation. And the fact that they kept covering it up, I mean, come on now. So everybody's kind of standing there saying, all right, so what's next? What about all of these other shootings? In fact, we've got one here. Let's go ahead and pull this one on up here. Let me get this one for you as well. And it's they're already censoring it big time. You've got Facebook, who has already censored it. You've got the final, so not only YouTube, it's the same ones, YouTube, Facebook, and hopefully it's, you're not going to see it over on Twitter this time. After Steven Crowder, he shared the portions of the alleged manifesto of Nashville shooter Audrey Hale on various forms of social media. Facebook responded with a censoring, with censoring the content. Powerful forces on the left obviously do not want the public to see the info. So you've got portions of the writings purportedly penned by Audrey Hale, the mass shooter who killed six people at a Christian school in Nashville, Tennessee, were obtained by Steven Crowder's team, who subsequently published the contents of her diary. Crowder shared the detail of the shooter's writings on various social media platforms, including Facebook, which decided to censor the document, citing its community standards on violence and incitement. Crowder wrote a post on X with a screenshot showing Facebook's censorship of the documents. The writings, which are being referred to as Hale's Manifesto, were found on the shooter after the tragic shooting. So far, federal investigators in possession of the writings have withheld them from the public despite Freedom of Information Act request and legal pressure. The school itself sought to block the release of the killer's writings, which also include a final video. That's what everybody wants to know about. This final video that she recorded before carrying out the attack. All of this stuff, much like Hunter Biden's laptop, right? They're sitting on all of this stuff and they feel like they have absolutely every single right to keep this from the public. Do you know what we could learn from something like this? Incredible. So they are trying to cover this up as quickly as they can. Why? Because it does not fit the narrative. Every shooter's manifesto should be public. This is Representative Marjorie Taylor Greene. There is absolutely no reason to hide this, unless, of course, our government wants to hide the fact that these shooters are on SSRIs and are usually brainwashed by leftist propaganda. Case in point. Here's the thing about this whole thing. The left, the lamestream media, it's equal opportunity out there. If they wanted this information, they could have grabbed it, except they decided they wanted to leave this one alone. Why? Because it's their work. It's what they have done. So it takes conservatives going over there, and I don't know how they get their information. Maybe they pay them. Maybe they don't. I have no idea how that whole system works. But they got the information because they felt like it was important to release to the public. Thank you, Stephen Crowder. I appreciate your work. I absolutely do. And this is the thing. I mean, you can prevent it from happening happening again. You would hope that we would all be on the same page and that, that everybody would feel the exact same way. So we still have all kinds of things that are going on in the United States, including the fact that you've got a war going on here on our own soul as well as everywhere else. You've got this this whole thing with social media trying to cover up these stories and more. Donald Trump, my goodness, the way they're going after him, it's almost like they don't want him to be back in office because they know what's going to happen as a result. Well, President Trump, he pulled out paper during a te- during the testimony at the New York 
York City civil trial suit and says it'll clear his name. So President Trump pulled out a piece of paper out of his suit jacket during testimony in Manhattan court on Monday, claiming it would completely clear his name in the $250 million civil fraud case against him and asking it to show it to the judge. The, the president, as I like to call him, they put in former, but you know what? For me, he never stopped being president. 77 was apparently requesting to show both the judge and a, and a prosecutor a disclaimer clause from a financial statement on which New York Attorney General Letitia James has accused him of lying in her lawsuit. Okay, this whole case is completely bogus. I mean, you have got some of the biggest criminals in the history, and they've never gone after them the way they have gone after President. Trump. And you know what? So many people are waking up to the fact that he is going to be a living legend. He already is. But I mean, you want to talk about a martyr. He's actually taking it from all sides of this corrupt government. And they know what it's all about. In the end, all it is is election interference. That's why January 6th was so important to him, which they're trying to accuse him of. That was their excuse of getting him off of social media, Twitter, now X, as a matter of fact, so that they could control the narrative. As everyone knows, that was his go-to method of communicating with people, and they took that away from him. So he testified at trial in the suit. Trump held up the document, and he asked if the judge would like to have it. Later, he said, I would love to read this, Your Honor, if I could. Am I allowed to do that? No, not at this point, replied the Manhattan Supreme Court Justice Ngoron, who really is just disturbing. I mean, this man is so disturbing. I don't know if you've been over to my page, but... Um, this morning, if you were there early, you would have seen a picture of that clown. And I don't know, he's got a lot of Hunter Biden tendencies to take pictures of himself naked. I don't understand what that's all about. <laughs> it's not something that I would do. But this guy is really gross. And one of the pictures that I saw him in, he almost looked like he was wearing lipstick. I meme, therefore I am. Thank you for this. All I could say to it was gross because that's exactly how I felt. You had justice author Ngoron. I mean, his name just matches what he looks like. The judge presiding over President Trump's trial in New York City likes to take naked selfies in the mirror at his gym and post them to the Wheatley School Alumni Association newsletter he maintains. Okay, so look at this rack. <laughs> Awful. Meanwhile, his son is sitting there front row, kind of like it almost seems like it's a Hunter Biden, Joe Biden situation because they will be profiting. I've read and I'll get more on it, but it looks like this son of this particular judge is there to do business because this is a political affair. And just like this ju judge was elected, just like Letitia James, they have been profiting. This is how they got elected. They said, I'm going to get Trump. I'm going to get Trump. Well, let me tell you something. Alina Haba, she is doing amazing work. She tears into unhinged judge, author, and Goron for going red in the face, slamming the table, and telling her to sit down. Haba said red-faced judge yelled at her and tried to silence her client, Trump called prosecuting attorney General Letitia James a hack. The thing got pretty heated. Of course, they're going to do everything they can to find President Trump guilty because you know what? They can't beat him.
And that's what criminals do. If you can't win, you beat. This is how they win. I mean, if you can't beat them, then they try to maim them. And that's exactly what they've been doing nonstop. So she tore into them, all right. Listen to this clip. Let me see if I can get this. Oh, it's going to be one of those. All right, so I have to drop it into chat because it's too low. Sometimes that happens. I'm sorry about that. I would love to play it for you, but unfortunately, I can't because it's the video's too low. So anyway, I will put this into chat so that you can check it out. But it was really good. She's amazing. And I'm just glad he's got a nice team there. There you go. So you guys can check that out. But she is awesome. She stood her ground and said, hey, you know what? Author Ingoran, he's unhinged for slamming the table during the president's testimony and telling her to sit down. The guy just totally went off, apparently. It was quite a scene that he made. He's He knows that it's getting all kinds of attention, and they are able to exploit this particular statute in New York, and it's really criminal. It will be appealed regardless. I mean, we know that they're going to really go for a conviction here, but... By the time it's appealed, they're hoping that's going to happen after the election. You've got all these other people saying, well, if he's convicted, he has to be off the ballot. No, that's not how it works. He will appeal this decision and he will win this decision, even if it takes a couple of years. It's just ridiculous. But this is what they're terrified of. President Trump is winning. He's winning big. And this is why they don't like you, because you're making sure that he's winning big. And we are his voice. He is doing everything. They are doing everything they can to make sure that he is not even able to speak, right? I mean, this is how they handled their political opponents. So the GOP primary poll, Donald Trump boasts 26-point lead in Iowa. This is a huge, huge deal. I mean, this is big. And the writing's on the wall. We are going to get our president back. Thank you, goodness. Thank you, God, honestly. So Trump is winning so big that you've got a whole bunch of people like New York slimes, as I like to call it. They are signaling that Biden is finished. Up next, Michelle Obama and Gavin Newsom. Gruesome. Oh my gosh, two of the worst picks. She's never held office. You know Michael is not the candidate we want. And then you've got Gavin Grusom, who has completely destroyed my state. Take it from me. He has been an absolute disaster. All right, so I want to do something that I'm not normally, it, we always end the show way too quickly. Um, I'm gonna We're going to switch over to the Locals channel for all of those that su subscribe and support the show. But I just want to thank my team. They're just awesome. And some... You know, the show goes so quickly during the week that I just want to give them a shout out so that you know who they are because they help me immensely. And so do the moderators. My goodness, you all are the reason why we're able to do this show. And I thank you so much for following both channels. So special shout out to Rob Pligram Sr. and Patriot Penzi. Also to Fleet Admiral James, who is one of the Mighty 200s, who was put on that rotten list I was telling you all about. Early on, they went after us, and the Mighty 200, Patriot Penzi was too. I don't have a picture of her, but I have a picture of Fleet, and I just want to thank him for all of the years of working with me, helping with this show. I mean, this man stays up day in, day out. He is a disabled veteran, Mississippi born and raised, just like myself. We became friends because of our love for this country, and I cannot thank him for all the work that he does. God bless you, Fleet. All right, so I've got puppy pictures next door when we head on over there. In the meantime, I hope you all will go ahead and definitely follow our channel here, and then definitely follow 
Jules Jones Live channel if you haven't already. We do the show on Jules Jones Live every Saturday at 3 o'clock p.m. Eastern Time, same time as the Litter Box. It's just on a different channel, and I hope you will join us there if you don't have anything else cooking. And if you do have something cooking, I know that the chat is exchanging recipes and everything else. We have the best chat over there as well as this one with the Litter Mates and the Gems. All right, everyone. I'll see you soon. Be safe. Be kind to one another, and we'll see you tomorrow at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. <laughs>